Happy New Year, and welcome to the Green Crime Podcast, a production of the British Society of Criminology's Green Criminology Research Network. My name is Tanya Wyatt, and I am a professor of criminology at Northumbria University in Newcastle in the northeast of the United Kingdom. I am one of the board members of the Green Criminology Research Network, and I get the pleasure of sharing with you the very first of our podcasts. Green crime and green criminology scholarship are rapidly expanding, and many of you will already know what types of topics and discussions one might expect from the Green Crime podcast. But in case you are new to green criminology, we decided that our introductory podcast would be a brief introduction to green criminology. And who better to introduce green criminology than one of the founding fathers, one of the world's most prominent green crime scholars, Professor Rob White of the University of Tasmania in Australia. I hope you enjoy my brief conversation with Rob, where he tells us what green criminology is. In my view, green criminology really has four dis- distinct areas of research and scholarship. Uh, we look at environmental crimes and harms. Uh, these might incorporate wider definitions of crime than provided in strictly legal definitions. So we want to look at illegal behavior, but we also want to look at legal harms to the environment, things like uh, clear felling uh, old growth forests. It might be perfectly legal, but we would view it as really harmful and, and ultimately, in, in our terms, uh, criminal. So we look at environmental crimes and harms. Secondly, we look at environmental laws, and we look at environmental laws from, a, again, a, a range of different perspectives. We want to talk about the enforcement of laws, who does the enforcement, how they do the enforcement. We want to talk about prosecution processes, and we want to talk about sentencing practices. So if we're looking at environmental laws, we also want to examine the whole nature of courts, and in particular, uh, courts like uh, the environment courts, specialist environment courts. So those are the two initial starting points, environmental crimes and harms and environmental laws. And then a third strand of green criminology is environmental regulation. And here... Uh, we need to go beyond simply criminal regulation or criminal enforcement of laws. We want to talk about systems of administrative and civil and criminal law that are designed to manage, protect and preserve particular environments and species uh, and to manage the negative consequences of particular industrial processes, for example, mining and that kind of stuff. Uh, We do need mining, but the question is how do we protect the environment and do mining at the same time? And so it's a question of environmental regulation and how best to achieve that. Again, using a a mix of different kinds of of interventions. Uh, Administrative law could be just uh, licensing provisions. Civil proceedings can talk about the stop work, preventing work, or or the use of fines. And, of course, criminal would be fines and and potentially imprisonment. The fourth area of concern for green criminology is eco-justice. So... We would here talk about things like ecocentrism, the valuing of nature in its own right. Uh, we would talk of different forms of or different components of eco-justice. And usually what I do there is, is describe that in terms of three broad types of justice. Environmental justice dealing with humans, ecological justice dealing with ecosystems and biospheres, and species justice dealing with non-human animals and, and plants. Because if you're going to talk about biodiversity, we do need to talk of not only animals, but also plants. Uh, so those are some of the key concerns of, of green criminology. And 
I suppose, generally speaking, I'd say that philosophically, green criminology is concerned with issues of harms and justice. Theoretically, we're interested in social, economic, and political reasons why the harms occur uh, and how they're institutionalized. And practically, green criminology is, is oriented towards action and collaborative engagement with others to try and prevent and stop uh, and repair harm. So basically, those are some of the key components of, of green criminology. We look at many different kinds of specific environmental crimes. We look at pollution. We look at wildlife tra trafficking. Uh, we look increasingly at carbon emissions and the criminality associated with climate change. So there's many distinct, specific areas that we look at. The other thing about green criminology is that it's often in, and should be mainly international in nature because uh, environmental crimes are usually transborder in nature, whether it's pollution or wildlife trafficking or illegal fishing. These go across borders. So we need to have a sense of interconnection at a planetary level. Um, and I must say that one of the key features of contemporary green criminology is that it's being done everywhere. We have contributions from Europe, Africa, Central and South America, North America, Australasia, uh, Southeast Asia, and so on. And we have a lot of really good specific work being done in countries like Mexico, Norway, Vietnam, China. Uh, we're now having different languages. So there's a lot of new material being published in Spanish, uh, some stuff being published in French, and some stuff actually in uh, Chinese, in Mandarin. So we're seeing it growing green criminology as a form of research is, is internationalizing rapidly, partly to, to reflect the fact that we are all impacted upon by environmental harm. That's brilliant. Thank you. Can I just, fo one follow-up is, how do you think the concept of ecocide fits in with green criminology? One of the reasons why we do green criminology is because we are actually destroying our home. And the destruction now is at a planetary level through global warming. And that's described usually within green criminology as ecocide. That is the deliberate destruction of habitat, of environment, and indeed of the planet. Uh, and it's deliberate and intentional. Uh, and even if it was unintentional, it would still be related to activities that can be prevented and stopped. So ecocide has become a central concept, certainly in the area of climate change criminology. Ecocide is one of the core concepts because we want to describe climate change as ecocide and therefore make it a criminal act to keep contributing. We have the foreknowledge, and if we keep contributing carbon emissions through the fossil fuel industries and so on, then in fact, this is intentional harm. We have the foreknowledge, and I think these kinds of acts need to be criminalized, and the name of the crime is ecocide. No, that's great. Thank you, Rob.